Welcome to the Coffee Pod, the podcast where I, Søren Bjørn Hansen, meet the people of DGU Compute for a chat about life, the universe and everything. Let's call it a supplement to your own chats at the coffee machine, where you share some gossip perhaps and get to know the people you work with, what gets them going, where they're coming from and maybe why they look a bit swamped. All right, let's get started. Hi Uffe. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Now, Uffe, we usually begin with the obvious question. Who are you and what's your job at Digital Compute? So, I am uh, Uffe Høsbrotysen. I'm associate professor in the section for dynamic systems. I work with uh, time series analysis, dynamic optimization, uh, differential equations, stuff like that. So you're a mathematics guy? You yeah, I was. Um, uh, I got my degrees from uh, DCU from uh, uh, IMM, as it was called, the predecessor of compute. Uh, both my masters and um, and PhD. First, I did my undergraduate in mechanical engineering, so I'm sort of rooted in the physics of that. And then I turned into mathematics during my graduate studies. So, what's the most interesting thing that's happened work-wise in the last six months? <laughs> well, I would say there are uh, two particular highlights, and the one was uh, that I this uh, spring I was attending a PhD school or teaching at a PhD school in uh, in Greenland that was led by University of Copenhagen, and then this uh, summer uh, I finally saw my textbook in print that has been underway for so many years, uh, my textbook on stochastic differential equations. Right, okay, that sounds exciting. Uh, you've had a busy uh, few months. Let's start Let's start in, in Greenland. What, what, what was that about? Well, that was a PhD school that was organized by the University of Copenhagen. So there were uh, two uh, statisticians, uh, Susanne Dietlewsen and a uh, whale expert, Mas Peter Heide Jørgensen. And they led this um, PhD school where a number of PhD students came up and um, uh, and we did, I did lectures on my stuff, so to speak, and then we did uh, brainstorms on their projects. And the reason why I was there was that I've, uh, for many years, I've been working in uh, ocean science, ocean ecology, uh, w- between the intersection between um, uh, dynamic systems and, and statistics. So that's why I was invited to go there. And it was uh, scientifically, it was very rewarding. And then perhaps the most spectacular was that uh, once we were done with the lectures and the brainstorms and the coding, etc., then we could go in uh, dinghies and chales, whales in the in the sea next to the where the field station is chasing whales how, how to, does that work <laughs> well that uh, because um some of the, one of the uh, programs uh, uh, that we were talking about was how to analyze tag data so they put satellite tags on on uh, uh, greenland whales the greenlandic right whale uh, they put these satellite tags on them so they can monitor their motion during the uh, winter where they are out of reach for humans. But at this point in the spring, they all gather right next to Disco Island to feed on uh, on the spring bloom. So that's where they tag them. And then uh, the tags stay on for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So you go out in a dinghy and... How does it work? Yeah, the, so um, um, I was I was just along for the ride and taking pictures to document the process. Um, but uh, then there are these uh, Greenlandic um, 
uh, hunters uh, who um, who uh, man the harpoons. Of course, the harpoons are the, the, not meant to uh, hurt the animals, but simply to attach the tag to the animal. And then these dinghies uh, with a huge outboard engines uh, race up next to the whales, and we try to put the tag on them before the whales dive. So it's actually Greenlandic hunters who would normally hunt whales. Yeah, that's what they used to do, but uh, they don't, uh, and, and they they still hunt and fish uh, a lot, but uh, not these particular whales. Uh, so uh, here they, they, they just tag them to, to get the data. Sounds like quite an experience. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really uh, spectacular. Then there were uh, drone uh, operators who collected uh, uh, spectacular video footage of these uh, animals, and it was all, uh, and then on top of that, the great science that took place in the lecture rooms, etc. So it was a really a, a fantastic trip. You also mentioned uh, that you wrote a book. Uh, tell us about what, what what's the book about? And uh, yeah, well, so this is a, a textbook that I um, have developed for my course in stochastic differential equations that I have been teaching for a number of years, and uh, I sort of started writing little supplementary notes, and then they gradually expanded, and at some point they became the main text, and now it uh, they. I finally managed to get them published after uh, I don't I don't even want to tell how many years <laughs> I've been working on them. That was a huge project and very um, uh, a great effort, very exhausting, uh, but also very rewarding to see it finally out. And it's a, so it's a classical textbook, uh, and then it's accompanied accompanied by software on on. Uh, on GitHub, so people can implement their own algorithms, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm a bit confused. You're an engineer working with mathematics, but also looking at whales and writing a textbook about statistics, so to speak. Yeah, um, well, can, not can, so much statistics, uh, really stochastic dynamics. But uh, okay, that's a subtle difference. All right, but yeah, explain how how this uh, how did this came to be this combination? Yeah. Why does uh, yeah. uh, these types of mathematics? Uh, how does that work with, with with the biology and the whales? And can you? Explain? Yeah, well, um, first of all, personally, that you could say there have been two red threads in my entire life, and the one is uh, mathematics and and science. And the other is that I have always been fascinated by the sea uh, and everything that takes place in the ocean. So after my PhD, uh, a random twist of fate, actually I got drafted for military service, and then I was uh, stationed at uh, what was then called the Danish Institute for Fisheries Research. And um, and I uh, immediately f- uh, found myself at home there with a mixture of, um, of uh, science and uh, ocean. So uh, so I stayed there for some uh, 15 20 years and in the meantime it merged into uh, DTU so so and then I followed along and it is now DTU Aqua. And you can say when that uh, merger was uh, finally completed then I concluded that I might just as well uh, go back to compute where my core uh, scientific field is. Your research goes into some very specific details about how sea creatures move. Can you explain? What? Yes. Uh, okay. So this um, 
so my personal uh, journey through this was that we started uh, collecting these data from animals on uh, on how they move. So with the advance of microelectronics, we the field began putting tags on fish and whales and other animals, and that gave these enormous data sets uh, that uh, somebody had to analyze. So at first, I looked at it from a very statistical point of view, simply finding patterns in, in these data. And then uh, gradually, I uh, wanted not just to explain the statistical patterns, but also explain the mechanisms underlying, and therefore explaining uh, why the animal behaves the way it does. Um, so to to model the behavior of animal. And uh, what's interesting about that is that it's actually an optimization problem. And the same class of optimization problems that I was uh, trained to solve during my PhD degree in control uh, theory. Um, in that uh, the uh, sort of the basic hypothesis is that animals behave the way they do because nature have selected them through evolution to behave optimally. So therefore, when we make sense of behavioral data, we write optimization models that say what is the most sensible thing to do in this given situation. And that's a, a for me personally, it combines all the things that I studied. Uh, so it's a, it's a very uh, uh, rewarding field to work in. And and then uh, by yet another twist of fate, it also turned out to be useful during the um, the pandemic, where we uh, where I sat with colleagues from DTU Compute in. Uh, in the expert group to give advice to the government, and where we had, were faced with the same problem that we had these uh, time series uh, and we were looking for patterns in order to predict, but we also needed models that could explain why, in this case, humans behave the way they do under a pandemic so we could predict what would happen. Some people probably have a notion that mathematics and mathematicians are removed from the real world. And you're an example of, of, of someone who, who's definitely, you know, working on real world stuff. Yeah. Well, um, the thing about mathematicians being removed from the real world, I certainly don't think that uh, applies uh, to, um, to d mathematics at, at DTU compute, uh, not to a high degree. I think we mostly look mathematics as a microscope uh, with, or in some case, uh, a telescope uh, through which we are able to observe and make sense of the, um, of the world outside us. I think most of us are motivated by problems from from the real real world whether concerning physics or or uh, the society and then we use uh, mathematics as a as a tool of course many of us also we are also fascinated by the instrument itself so we like the mathematical theory but ultimately at least i am ultimately um uh, fascinated by it because it can be applied and is so useful to so many different situations and um, in particular, in the life science, you can say when I was trained in my uh, back uh, in my graduate studies, undergraduate studies, I studied mechanical engineering, physics. 
where the equations have been known for a long, long time. And so the basic uh, axioms are sure. I mean, we all know Newton's second law and Hooke's law, etc. Um, what's interesting about these uh, life science applications and um, animal behavior and human behavior is that we can't look up the formulas in a textbook. So every time we write a new model, we have to argue why these are the right equations or the suitable equations. And from a modeler's perspective, that makes it a very um, rich and interesting uh, domain to work in. You mentioned briefly that you studied or you got your master uh, or PhD at DTU. All of it. Can, yeah. it's, can you take me through, like, how do you arrive at DTU Compute? Yeah, well, uh, so uh, I started studying in mechanical engineering. As I said, I was um, always fascinated by the ocean, and I had a brief uh, fling with the um, uh, with the merchant marine. That's a different story. So when I started at DTU, I thought I was was uh, here to build uh, ship engines. Uh, that was my motivation for becoming an engineer, and that's why I was in the uh, in the uh, mechanical engineering program. And then gradually, I always I was also always asking the more theoretical questions. Uh, why is this, etc.? And that led me to more and more theoretical and mathematical uh, studies. And eventually, I, I ended up at, well, uh, IMM, so now compute. So we've already established that the ocean plays uh, quite a big uh, role in your life. And it also plays a role uh, when you're not at work. Uh, you've told me uh, something to do with wooden ships. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Well, I I sail as um, much as I can in my spare time. Uh, I have my own little boat. I'm an instructor in the local yacht club where I teach uh, sailing to um, uh, to expats. Um, And then I race this, uh, in particular, I race this old, uh, large uh, uh, racing yacht from 1918. Uh, it's a 12-meter design, so a fairly large boat with a crew of 15, and it's all wood, and it's all old-fashioned, and it's a lot of fun and, and beautiful. What's it called? Uh, the boat is called Tia. It used to be, a, it's, it's designed to be a racing boat, or? Yeah, it was built as a racing yacht in uh, 1918. Uh, in 1918, um, uh, as I said, this 12-meter class, it, they used to uh, race America's Cup. They don't anymore, but after the Second World War, it was the, uh, the uh, America's Cup class boats. So so big and uh, beautiful. So, Uffe, what's next for a guy who's in love with the ocean, writes mathematics, uh, textbooks, and studies uh, how creatures move through mathematics? What's the next project? Well, I have some uh, ongoing work in in the game theory. So here the idea is that when we all optimize our behavior, we do that in an environment that has been shaped by our all, all the other people, all the al other animals. And that means that mathematically it's a game theory that is used to, to describe these systems of, of many agents that simultaneously uh, try to pursue their own happiness. Um, uh, and I've been working on that for a while, and there are several new angles. And then, um, uh, then 
now that I have sort of uh, caught my breath after finishing this uh, one textbook, maybe I have ideas for one or two other books. We'll see if I <laughs> if they materialize, but uh, maybe there's something in the pipeline there. If you have to select like one memory from your time at DTU, what comes up first? Wow, <laughs> there have been so many, uh, so many great experiences at at, at DTU. Uh, I think uh, uh, so. So that's really hard to single one out. I think it was. Uh, it was a great place to study. I really enjoyed my when back when I was a student, and uh, in particular turning into a PhD candidate uh, and all of a sudden being one of the grown-ups, so to speak, to single out one particular event. God, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that question. That was kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, I, I take that as a positive that there are so many that it's difficult to single one out. Yeah. Um, but actually, I think uh, what I think what I—it's not one particular event, but it's rather the conversations uh, I have had over the many years with colleagues who are um, uh, experts in their own field. So I can learn uh, enormous amounts from them, and we just have enough common ground that we can actually have a serious uh, scientific discussion. I think those discussions uh, over the years stand out as the most rewarding and, and those where I have, uh, you know, on my way home thought, that was a great day. All right. Uffe, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me here at uh, the coffee machine. Um, next time, We'll talk to the department uh, director, Jan Messen, uh, hopefully about his plans for DTU Compute. Thank you a lot, Ufe. Thank you for inviting me.